This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Mike Sedita. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Sedita. We are recording episode 122 today. We are with the founding physician and owner of Integrative Health, Andres Santiana. How you doing, Andres? How's it going today? Good, Mike. Doing great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. I appreciate you being on. I know you're in your your little office out there. And is that actually, is it Odessa or is it Lando Lakes, where, right where you are? Technically, I'm in Lutz. Um, Lutz. 54, right off on of that Lutz. side of the Lutz highway. Yeah, it's on that side of 54. Um, now, I know we talked about it a little bit, but in case you don't know what the Good Neighbor Podcast is and how we got started, back in 2020 during COVID, when everybody had to be socially distant, you remember it. Uh, the Good Neighbor Podcast was created as a way for businesses, local people in the community to talk about what they do and let other businesses and other consumers and patients and people in the community hear about what they're doing. And over the past three, almost four years, the Good Neighbor Podcast has evolved. It's a national brand. We have podcasts all over the country. I'm the person here in Tampa who gets to talk to business owners and people in the community. So with that being said, tell me a little bit about Integrative Health. Yeah, so um, Integrative Health is actually primary care medical group um, that we just started this past year. It was formed by myself along with two other physicians as well. Um, my office was the initial location that opened here in Lutz just in July of 2023. Uh, our other office, we do have two, so the other one's located in Gainesville up in Alachua County. But uh, I'm the sole one down here for now. And how, I mean, when we, you and I you and I met several months ago, how um, how have things kind of evolved? I mean, I mean, you have a pretty big space there in Lutz. Um, are you guys? I mean, you have a bunch of staff at this point, or how, how's the how's the activity in the facility? No, it's been great actually. Since you saw me, you know, we've been um, working through regular startup and bumps in the road. You know, uh, most of it being insurance credentialing and things like that. But it's been good. We've got extra staff since you um, were here last. It is just myself still as the provider as I build up that patient base. You know, trying to get new patients in the door. And so I appreciate you taking a little bit of time in the middle of your day between right. patients to record the Good Neighbor podcast with me. It's high, you know, greatly appreciated getting the word out there. Tell us a little bit about your specific journey. I know we talked about it before. Tell us how you got into what you do. I mean, your your family is it's kind of like a family business, right? Right, right. Yeah, my journey's been interesting, unique in a couple of ways. Um I mean, for myself, just being in medicine kind of stemmed from a young age. My father was actually a primary care doctor here in Tampa. I'm a Tampa native, born and raised. Um, and my father had a practice doing adult medicine outpatient for like 35 years or so. He's retired now. Uh, can't find him practicing, but he's enjoying the grandkids. Anyway, so I was around medicine my whole life. I kind of knew that was always what I wanted to do. Um, a lot of family around here. So I stayed locally, did my medical school at USF, and then actually did my residency training uh, locally in Bayfront and St. Pete as well. And then I always had the idea of wanting to do kind of a private practice thing, kind of what my father had. You know, he ran his own office. My mother was a practice manager. Um, you know, I, I saw a lot of that managing your own um, practice as, as a physician in a lot of ways. And so I had that idea, but it was a bit of a daunting task nowadays. Everything's owned by big healthcare systems, hospitals, big private equity groups. Um, there's not many people that do their own, you know, brick and mortar running it themselves, mom and pop owned, but there's some around, of course, uh, but it, it's a little tougher to do. So out of residency, I always liked teaching. So I actually stayed on as faculty at my program for a couple of years. So I taught medical students and residents and kind of worked in that uh, educational system with um, medicine for a bit. 
And then I was presented with the opportunity to move up here to the Lutz area. And it was with a large medical group, but I hadn't, they were going to give me my own practice. So actually the office I'm in now. So it was a little bit of a hybrid there, but I got a taste of private practice and it was, it was nice. I really liked it. And then long story short with that group, the, you know, ended up having a lot of closures of office locations, mine included. Um, And then I was really just incredibly fortunate. I had this opportunity fall into my lap where was approached by this group that's actually based out of Texas, but they do a lot of managing for medical groups. And myself and a few other docs ultimately ended up forming Integrative Health. So I was closed for a bit. Uh, I was in this office working for about a year, and then all of a sudden got closed. Starting this new group had to, of course, take some time to make that happen. Um, so I was closed for a bit, but then you know we got things up and running probably quickly for what we were actually able to accomplish. And then in June, July of this past year was able to finally open back up. And, you know, I'm, I'm very excited. Finally, actually having something, I helped found it myself, um, my own private practice, able to kind of practice medicine the way I want to, you know, I don't have corporate things telling me you got to see X number of patients a day and only do this and that. Um, You know, I I can take more time with my patients. I can um, do things kind of how I envisioned helping people really just take ownership of their health um, in, in my own way. So a couple questions. I mean, the first question is, you know, from a family standpoint, your dad did this like for 30 plus years, like this right. was thing. Does he, and he's local. So does he kind of pop in over there in the office and be like, Hey, you know, like giving you his like little bit of two cents or does he say, you know, look, I did my thing. I did it. It had its time. And this is your time to run with it. Or is he, is he like, kind of like a, you know, counsel for you when you're talking about different yeah. stuff that's going on? Some of both, I'd say. Um, no, he he definitely is very helpful. Him and my mother, since she helped run that office yeah. um, and kind of sharing their experiences and things that work for them. Um, things are changing in medicine so fast, too. So as much as they did it and obviously we're, you know, they did well with it. Um, him having retired seven years ago at this point, even just in that short time, a lot of things have changed. Well, um, and that, that kind of led me into my my next question is, you know, one of the questions I like to always ask is, you is understanding a myth or a misconception that goes on. Um, and medicine has changed so much. I mean, is there, whether it is, is dealings with insurance or dealings with, um, you know, like the way, just the way the practice works, what's one of the big myths or misconceptions that you have to kind of educate your patients on? Yeah, I mean, multiple things. Insurance companies and things like you mentioned, they, they do actually unfortunately dictate a little bit of how we have to practice. Um, of course, we always, myself at least, always looking out for best interests of my patients, but they, they do make that difficult sometimes. I'd say, honestly, from a primary case standpoint, like family medicine, one of the things that I hear more often and, and like to educate my patients on is, you know, we're seen as, oh, you're a general practitioner. You just take care of the simple bread and butter stuff. And then, you know, we have so many different specialties and subspecialties and things like that, that people always think, oh, I got to see the specialist for that. And in some cases, yes, for all, by all means. But at the same time, your primary care doctor is kind of like the, the gatekeeper for your healthcare, you know. Um, and we can manage a lot. Uh, family medicine specifically, you know, I was trained in pediatrics, adult medicine, hospital and outpatient. Um, I, I try to kind of do as much as I can in, in my scope of medicine. So I can take care of chronic issues. Of course, if you're sick and acute visits, we can do that. Um, and I still do procedures. I do, you know, um, joint injections and skin biopsies and things like that. When we need help by the specialist, by all means, we include them, but, um, we can, you know, we can help take care of quite a lot of things for you. Well, I think one of the things, and it's probably like 
not the proper like a misnomenclature is like you hear general practitioner and you kind of think general, but right. what, because I deal with so many businesses in the area, what I find is because medicine has changed. And again, this could just be my myth or misconception, sure. but physicians almost have to wear multiple hats. Like, yes, you know, it's not like it was back in the day where, you know, doctors made house calls and, you know, you went to your doctor for all this stuff and you do a right. lot of that. But I find a lot of practices now have like um, almost like an esthetician side of the medical practice or like a weight loss side of their med. Like it's in conjunction with here's your primary stuff. And in general, practitioner is probably a bad term, but it's more primary care. And then like all these other periphery things that are included just because it is hard to run a mom and pop for lack of a better term operation. You almost need these other revenue streams to make sure and some cash revenue, you know, you know, self pay type revenue streams to make it work. Right. And I think you actually hit a few of those things right on the head. Part of it is, like you said, we're, we're seen as general practitioners. We, we do the basic stuff. So when we want to let people know that we can do more than that, we have to market it separately. We have to, right. we have to tell you, hey, I can also manage your obesity and weight loss needs and your, your thyroid dysfunction, all these other stuff. Part of it is that's, you know, an easier way to, to, to let people know that. Um, and at the same time, yes, I mean, primary care, unfortunately, as important as I might be a little biased, but as important as I feel that primary care is in the in the healthcare setting, um, we you know compensation has decreased from CMS, which kind of sets the bar for things, um, and we sometimes have to look for other avenues for that. So uh, that what I think would be the hardest thing from your standpoint, specifically with what you said initially. Like, look, my dad was this family, like the quote unquote family doctor, and you want to kind yeah. of bring that that retro feel to your practice. And no insurance company is dictating for you how many people you need to see. But in order to make your business profitable and the insurance company is dictating what they're going to pay to you on the back end, right? you kind of have, have to have a good mix of it, that balance. So is that in your day every day? I mean, you know the medicine. That's not even really, I don't think, the issue. But it, would that be like your biggest stress? Like how do I balance right. giving my patients what I think they need but also being a businessman on top of it and making sure the operation is running profitable. Right. No, that's that's honestly, especially from a, the private practice, essentially. I mean, now that really is the biggest thing. It's, you know, I have my overhead. I have the rent we have to pay and benefits and, you know, all these other things. So in a sense, yes, I do still have to see X number of patients a day. But the nice thing is now took out a middleman, you know, there's not CEOs and C-suites being paid and things. So I have a little bit more flexibility with that. And honestly, I, I tell patients that I pretty as, you know, open a book as I can be and saying, look, I actually have more time for you because I want to spend more time with my patients. And luckily I don't have someone else also dictating what I have to do and how many I have to see. Yes. Insurance companies make it difficult. So I have to keep busy. I can't, you know, um, just sit around and, and chat all day, but, uh, Fortunately, I think with the model we have set up and how we're maintaining basically private ownership of the practice under each physician, you know, it gives us a little bit more flexibility with that. Yeah, that's you have the ability to be a little more fluid, it seems like, Mm -hmm. than there's structure, but it's fluid structure, at least the way it sounds. So let me ask you this. I mean, I won't let you sit around and talk all day, but the next question I really have is when you're not in the office, what do you do for fun? I mean, you're not a skydiver and a motorcycle rider. You're a medical guy, so you're probably a little bit smarter with your leisure time. 
But what do you do for fun? Uh, <laughs> right. Not not a skydiving, although I'd like to. But um, <laughs> no, wait. I, I love spending time with my family. Like I said, I have a big family in, in the Tampa area. So we're, we're always doing things with the family. I have two little children of my own. So my wife and I are always finding things to do with them. Theme parks, beaches and things. We love to travel too. Um, just spent some time up in North Carolina for, for New Year's up in the snow um, and everything. So so the uh, kids like that, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They had a blast uh, sledding down the hills. But And how old are the kids? So I have a four-year-old and uh, actually just a little one one-year-old right now. Oh, so that's cool. They're, they're, I mean, that's it's only going to get more interesting and more moving oh, yeah. parts and all that <laughs> stuff. So twofold question. I mean, it's kind of on a personal level and on a business level. I mean, it's a family of four right now. Are you planning to expand? And it's the same thing with the business. You have these two locations. What are the future expansion plans? Uh, family side, potentially, yes. Uh, we'll yeah. see. Depending yeah. on how much expansion goes on, <laughs> right, the next, right. on the business side. Exactly. Yes, yes. That might be a part of it. Uh, but no, on the business side, that is our plan, actually. So we started with our you know core group right now and our two offices getting basically feet on the ground and, and stabilizing. And our hope is to grow. So integrative health, we want to make, um, you know, uh, potentially we're already spread out. So across the state of Florida, being able to incorporate more primary care doctors. So we're looking for you know, private practices, physicians who um, maybe are already doing it on their own and might benefit from some of the help that we can give, having a little bit more of a, a backing from that corporate side, but still maintain their ownership and everything. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see where it takes us. We, we want to be able to have a lot of primary care doctors around in different regions to be able to provide care for as many people as possible. And is the ideal, from a business standpoint, is the ideal partner to become part of integrative health, is it, are you looking, I mean, I guess it's kind of a catch-22, like, do you get, I mean, you said you still educate, you know, you still are on the staff, you see somebody young that's coming out of medical school or did their residency and they're looking to see where they want to go, so you can kind of mold them into your, into your system but on the flip side, you also, I would think, want someone that has a little bit of experience that has maybe already like a patient roster that right, can kind right. of come right into the system and, and kind of hit the ground running. Is there an ideal physician you're looking for or does it not matter either or? Um, really either or. You know, sometimes you have to have the, the, the right opportunities and set up and financial things. So having someone with an existing panel and a practice already set up, sure, that that's in, in some ways, ideal that we we can incorporate them into the group and already have kind of a base to start off of. But at the same time, like you said, having someone who comes in a RNC eager open panel, that's also more availability for new patients. You know, if we have a region right. where there's a need for for providers, which I think most people probably agree. Most of the time you call a doctor's office, they're telling you, oh, we can see a new patient in three months. You know, so when you have someone which. I'm in the case right now, in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> um, you have someone who can say, I can get you in today, tomorrow. Right. You know, um, there's there's benefit to that. So really, yeah, in a sense, it, it doesn't matter either way. Um, there's some benefits to, to both sides. You know, it's kind of a crazy thing. I don't know the exact statistic on it. And I heard this a, a while back. And I don't know how accurate this is. But mm -hmm. the industry as a whole, there's like less doctors coming out than there were like in the past at any time in the past like 20 years like the pipeline for doctors and accountants is so much less than it was so it's it's kind of an interesting time it's almost like it, it could be a great emerging time for you to build a business like this but at the same time from a personal standpoint like the the, the funny thing is I had a friend who was a chiropractor 
He yeah. wanted to see every patient. He built his, sure. his practice as a chiropractor up. He saw every patient. And for the longest time, he was working all these hours. And I would say, you know, listen, why don't you bring somebody in to kind of train them and guide them and show them the way you do it so that you can take a day off or you don't have to work every other weekend or whatever it is. And it's that catch 22. There's a way you provide service that you want to provide, but you also want to have right. that work-life balance. But with less doctors coming out, that's got to be a challenge too, kind of figuring out how you personally with a young family be able to make sure you grow your business and still have that work-life balance. Right. No, I agree. And I think, I mean, everyone wants to be successful and not have to work long hours, but you do. You, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one. And I think in medicine, we're probably notorious for that more so in that, you know, we want to manage things the way we want to manage it. We have patients who see us specifically because they like the way we manage. Right. We bring someone There's else no in the mix and now that's disturbed a bit. Um, it's tough. It's a tough balance. You know, some patients don't mind being seen by the nurse practitioner, physician assistant in the office and others don't want to. They want to see right. them. So you, you do have to find that balance there. Um, I'd say that's that's where a lot of medicine, especially in the state of Florida, is is going towards, especially with primary care, where you have the nurse practitioners and physician assistants who still take very good care of the patients. You know, there's nothing right. wrong uh, with having them there, but they do allow a little bit more of that flexibility, you know, being able to see more patients. You can provide more care for people um, while not having one person working nonstop. Going from room yeah. to room to room nonstop yeah. all day. Right. Yeah. So, you know, as we start to kind of wind this up a little bit, what is the one thing people listening to this, whether that is someone who needs patient care in the Lutz, Wesley Chapel, Lando Lakes, Odessa, Trinity area, because that's kind of all your your circle there, your radius around that location. Or even if someone's listening to this who happens to be a medical student or a doctor in another practice, what's the one or two things they need to you want them to take away from listening to the podcast? Um, I mean, first off that we're here, we're open, <laughs> uh, new name in the area. And yes, like you mentioned, I'm kind of basically right at that conjunction of Odessa, yeah. Linda Lakes, Lutz, um, near the Sun Coast there. So, um, really, really kind of what we've already touched on the fact that how we have this new practice set up, you know, I, it's somewhere where we have availability for patients to get in and that we kind of are basing this around, you know, empowering our patients to take control of their health. We're going to take time for you. I'm not going to be the one that walks in the room, listens to you for two minutes and just hands you a script. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. medication isn't the best thing for you. Um, It's changing other things, addressing other things um, in your health and trying to be more preventative rather than just reactive in medicine. You know, that's where primary care, I think is gone. Has gone. I mean, it's important. You know, and that's kind of, you know, taking integrating more of a holistic approach, kind of going in and understanding who your patients are. Cause if you're just running through a room in five minutes, you don't get to know patients. You don't right. know what's going on. I mean, I took care of my parents when they were older before they passed away. And, you know, <laughs> their, their doctors down where they lived in Venice, it was like that. It was kind of like a mom and pop. And it was set up like that. When we moved to Tampa and they came up here, it was like, let me look at your medical history. Okay. You have this, 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 and this boom, boom, boom. Here's your blood pressure medication. Here's right. this, that. And they were in and out in, the, in six minutes. You know, they were rolling them through. Um, it's nice. It's sort of refreshing to see that there's a way to get back to some of that more, that, that right. care, that, that, that holding hand a little bit that people need. Um, yeah. And from a client standpoint, I mean, like you said earlier, it doesn't matter whether it's children to the older audience, it doesn't matter. All patients are welcome. Yeah, exactly. I see kids five and up. Um, the, I can see younger than that. It's more just logistics for the office, but yeah, I see children five and older adults of all ages, 
Um, whether you're insured or uninsured, we have, you know, discounted rates for self-pay and things like that too. So really just trying to, I like the idea, like you keep stemming towards the mom and pop practice in here. You know, that's what I grew up seeing. And, and I live five minutes down the you road know. from my office. I yeah. take care of my neighbors, literally. So I love that this is the good neighbor podcast. Like that's, that's my idea. I don't yeah, mind yeah. seeing me in Publix when we're shopping for groceries. I'll say hi. Yeah, right. um, and and I, I love being in the community and, you know, being able to just help people. Awesome. Um, and yeah. what is the best way? I mean, give out the address, the phone number, the website. How do people get a hold of you if they want to make an appointment today? Right. Um, definitely easiest way. Call on our phone number. Uh, it's 813-723-5456. Uh, we're located um, in the Ballantrae Office Park off of 54 uh, next to the Aldi and Chick-fil-A and things. Most people know where that one's at. Um, and we have a website. You can also register as a new patient, actually put in all your info and, and request an appointment time. Easy for those that uh, are on the go. It's integrativehealthfl.com. Um, and yeah, we're, we virtual medicine, in-person stuff. You want to make, give a phone call or go online. Um, we're, we're open and have ways to get you in. So folks, if you're listening to this, watching this on YouTube, following us online, I have been to the office. It's a beautiful office. It's state of the art. They are bringing back old school family approach to medicine with modern services in Lutz. Andres, thank you for being on the Good Neighbor Podcast. Thank you for being a good neighbor and, and welcome to the community. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Mike. Have a great day. You too. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Pasco. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnppasco.com. That's gnppasco.com or call 813-922-3610.